0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, not one, but two reasons you should feel great about BYU's chances facing an elite offense. Beating Cincinnati begins and ends with the BYU defense this week. Which defensive player will make the biggest impact on Friday? Plus, it's media day for BYU women's basketball. That means the return of jamming with Juddy. Head coach Jeff Judkins in studio. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store
1: simulcast
0: on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, October 14th, wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, once again reunited with baseball analyst and training, Brian Logan. Baseball baseball analyst come on man oh that's not your jam dude
2: no that that's that's a pretty good one i wish that i could do a little bit more baseball things uh here i used to play baseball how long go- i was pretty good until at when it. uh probably my sophomore year of high school i think sophomore or freshman something like that that's pretty good man what happened Um, football. Ball (laughs) is life, bro. (laughs) Like, honestly, this is what it is. And you can see it more and more now is that uh, football, just the popularity of the sport and just the excitement that it brings, like kids are just drawn to it, right? That's just, this is just next generation. Even I was a part of that where you want the fame, you want the glory, you want all the love and baseball. You don't get that with baseball, man. You Get it with football. You can't, you can't get no girlfriends and no dates and no... You know, no prom queens, you can't ask the prom queen or our, our girls uh, to prom playing baseball.
0: If You set this up that. perfectly then because the Chicago Cubs have nothing to do with this show specifically, mm. but they have generated like this noticeable buzz in the sports world amidst our football is king culture. Because they haven't won the World Series in 107 years, they advanced in the playoffs. They closed out a playoff series for the first time in the history of Wrigley Field. How long has Wrigley Field been around? Key word, bro, playoffs.
2: That's any sport. Any, any fan, any sports fan is going to have their eyes and attention to any sport during playoffs and
0: championships. Bottom line. Granted, are you watching the American League playoffs, though? You watching the Blue Jays and the Rangers or the Astros and the Royals? No. I mean, highlights. uh, Espen. If you're a baseball fan, yes, I'm watching it all. But the general public, it's like, oh, the Cubbies. They never win. And now they're winning. You mean like that Cinderella story? Yeah. I mean. Yeah, that happens. Over 100 years since they last won the World Series. Still, though, man, ball is life. Look it up. The Curse of the Billy Goat. If you don't know what it is, look it up. (laughs) Google it. Also, if you didn't get a chance to watch Inside BYU Football last night, relive the drama of BYU going up through game week to East Carolina. Tanner Mangum comes back into the game, leads the game-winning drive. Bo Hodge sees his first action. What was it like inside the locker room? Trying to figure out East Carolina – What was the sideline like during those final tense moments inside BYU football on BYU TV on demand? You can watch it immediately following BYU Sports Nation today. Okay, shall we get to the headlines, Brian? Let's do it. As reported first on BYU Sports Nation yesterday by BYU quarterbacks coach Jason Beck, Tanner Mangum is participating in practice and is expected to play on Friday against Cincinnati. Nice hopes, and I pray
2: Maybe we should start fasting BYU Sports Nation for you know a miracle for this to happen. So hasn't he already provided enough of those? <laughs> BYU men's hoops team ranks 37th in a CBS Sports ranking of every Division One hoops team. Uh, to quote the picture from the article, the Cougars should be top 40 good
0: from wire to wire. Okay, I like it. How do you feel about that? I've lo- let's go, man! Basketball season starts in less than a month. BYU Women's Soccer stays at number five in the latest NSCAA rankings. The Cougars host West Coast Conference Faux Pacific on Saturday night live on BYU TV at 9 p.m. Eastern. And college ranks the
2: BYU men's swim team at number 20 and the women at 37. I didn't know that the teams got ranked. Oh, tennis and swimming? I didn't know that. I thought the player, like the individual player, got ranked. I didn't know that the entire team as a whole. Yeah, not
0: only got that, ranked. but I think the rankings go up to like 100. Like, so oh, BYU okay. could upset, like if they're ranked 72nd, they could yeah. upset the 57th ranked team in the country. <laughs> what? Not, yeah, okay, what is going, going on? Here? Okay, let's move on. Rise and shout. It's time for what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. Defense wins championships. Channeling my inner Brian Logan there. And defense certainly helps survive Cincinnati. Speaking about Cincinnati, they're really skilled. And statistically, they're the best one. You're talking about 600 yards a game and 39 points. So, yeah, they're good. Um, So I would say very similar to last week. If possible, they even run higher tempo than that and probably are a little bit deeper at the skilled players. Bronco Mendenhall, the head coach of BYU football, and his team will not take the Bearcats lightly when they face the fifth-ranked offense in all the land, On Friday night, 587 yards per game. If that's not enough to concern you about Cincy Bryan, how about the following? As good as Cincinnati's passing game is, the Bearcats running game, underrated, 32nd in the country, over Mm. 200 rushing yards per game.
2: I had no idea until the other day that they were so balanced as far as their attempts. And then how good they are as well. I mean, over 200 yards. Uh, It's kind of scary when you put those numbers together.
0: Cincinnati doesn't give up sacks either. They've only surrendered six the entire season. What does that tell us? Both quarterbacks, Gunnar Kiel and Hayden Moore, are really good. They get the ball out quickly. There, there isn't time to get to the quarterback most Mm-mm. plays. And nobody got time for that. So, Brian, being assignment sound and tackling, are they more important than ever this game just because they get the ball out so quick? I think I think the biggest
2: thing really has to be uh yeah, Simon sound, but I I think it's really gonna have to be uh putting pressure on the quarterback. I How mean, do
0: you get pressure on a quarterback that's throwing it in one point five? Throwing seconds? the ball
2: off so fast. I mean that's that to me that's cheating, man. The, the the system that Cincinnati runs and the offense that they run, uh the the reads and the checks are already built in. And so if the if if the quarterback comes up to the line pre-snap, I already know where I'm going. These are what we call robot quarterbacks. I hate those guys because they have all these great numbers and stats, but they really suck deep down internally. It reminds me of Andy Dalton, who, I mean, by the way, 5-0, and great for them. Uh, kudos. Don't go after my bangers. When when, when we play Andy Dalton, he would always come up to the line of scrimmage, and then he would look around, and right before he'd snap the ball, the coach, the offensive coordinator would say, hey, hey, look over to me. He'd look over, he'd make the check, and then he would make, you know, he would move forward with the play based off of the offensive coordinator. But anyway, man... But that being said, you have to. If you can't get pressure, you have to disguise. Coach Minshew does a great job of coming with uh, different types of front sevens where guys are starting at the line of scrimmage, snap of the ball, they, they they're tailing it back 20 yards down the field. So disguising it. Well, as how you can beat these robot-type quarterbacks.
0: I think we've adequately made BYU Sports Nation feel horrible about BYU's chances after setting up today's topic that way. Fifth-ranked offense in the country. Incredible balance. Great quarterbacks, both of them. So how about something to help all of you feel better about BYU's chances on Friday night? And it starts with this. BYU's defense will be back to full strength. Qualified, yes, but full strength. Linebacker and sack leader, Harvey Longy, most likely back. Nose tackle, Travis Tuiloma back. Jordan Prater, back. Micah Hanneman, probable. BYU's defense was patchwork at best against East Carolina. That will not be the case against Cincinnati, and that brings us to today's Twitter question. Which defensive player will have the greatest impact on Friday's game? First tweet in from at CL underscore living. Harvey Longy, for pressure on quarterbacks and interceptions... Put him as the fans' Y factor pick, and let us win some swag. Ooh, okay. I, maybe I should change my Y factor pick. Do
2: you like Harvey Longy as that pick, Brian? Um, as as the Y factor pick, or just as the overall uh, defensive player that's gonna that's gonna make an impact. Who's gonna impact, and, impact and the game? I I think it has to be somebody on uh within the the line of scrimmage i mean maybe front seven you can say that part of that because of the three four defense but somebody like bronson kafusi i think has to take over man when he has that opportunity i mean he's been good he's progressing but as far as just domination i mean i I i'm really waiting to see that with within bronson i mean he has all the the skill sets and the ability and, and there's one thing from dominating and getting those sacks and those numbers that's what I want to see. I think what he's been doing so far is just been altering plays, affecting plays where he's not going to get the stats. So putting some great pressure, allowing balls to be overthrown, intercepted, turnovers great. He's not going to get the shine for that. I want to see where he can get the shine. He could swag, he could do, you know, get another some, some more interceptions, he could whip it, he could nay nay when he scores, all that. <laughs>
0: Worth the penalty, right?
2: Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> worth the, the whole. Penalty. And the whole team should should whip it and Nene with him too, just like the the little kid, the little kids, the Pee Wees that you showed me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Great video. We need to tweet that out. Also, send in your responses using the hashtag byus and join our conversation. Which defensive player will have the greatest impact on Friday's game? Brian Logan likes and expects Bronson Kafusi to wreak some havoc against Cincinnati's quick fire quarterbacks. Bronco Mendenhall is probably the most happy guy as a defensive-minded guru to have everyone back. This is what he said. So Travis Tuiloma came in, and he got about 20 plays and just was dominant when he was in there. But Travis will play more. And going forward, we think we'll get Harvey back. And then our secondary, Micah Hanneman, went out of the game with an injury. We think we'll have him back, plus our other two players. Guess what? The coach is going to feel better when he has most of his players back. Analysis on BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by Spencer. (laughs) The second reason you should like BYU's chances, however, and you're going to love this, stems from our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. At 2.2 turnovers per game, Cincinnati is the worst in the country in turnover margin. Horrible.
2: Oh, my gosh.
0: Let's qualify this a little bit more. The Bearcats are minus 11 overall through five games this season. Think about that. Cincinnati has turned the ball over 11 more times than they've taken it away in five games. That's, see, it's, it's one thing to turn the ball over, but
2: you're, you're not even helping out your offense and the horrible mistakes that they're making by, as a defense when you're not creating turnovers. So, not only are you turning the ball over, you're not creating the turnovers. And this is great for BYU because BYU, as of late, they've been, they've been great uh, when it comes to, to turning the ball over. So, I mean, at the very end of the day, with, with the high powered offense, fifth in the nation, uh, fifth passing in the nation, it comes down to the defense. Let's go, defense. That's what it comes down to, man. And, and, and for a defensive-minded head coach like Coach Mendenhall, the pressure's going to be on the defense. I remember in 2010, man, and this is, this sucked, dude. It sucked to wh- where we had to run perfect 10s. I, I told everybody this story. But just to remind you on how much pressure and how much of an emphasis he's going to have on, the, on this group, it, when, when the offense had a turnover, Jay keeps through a pick six, we had to run sprints for that. We had to run six sprints, seven sprints for that, man. And we're like, Coach, this is not our fault. What are you? T- what are you doing? Get Jake over here to run. Get the <laughs> offense over here to run. We're not running those, man. He's like, so, so what? So what? you could, you should have did this. You should have did that, and they wouldn't have had that opportunity. Are you serious, Coach? For real, really? Okay, yeah. I'm just gonna stop talking to you because <laughs> you have no
0: sense. So yeah, on the oh, defense. Oh, Brian Logan, everyone. Brian Logan, Cincinnati. Of the 127 teams that are ranked in that turnover category, number 127. That is the second reason you should like BYU's chances against a very good offense in the Bearcats, and defense creates turnovers. BYU. Who do you like? Pretty you good like? in that category.
2: Do you I, like? It's got to come down to I feel like the pressure or the secondary, right? Somebody in the secondary. Well, the hard it's, part. It's, the hard part is that there is multiple receivers. Uh, with with uh, double digit catches uh, as well as touchdowns, so there's not really one person you can key on, which means everybody in the secondary is going to have to, you know, be on point. Let's let's
0: team up. Let's team up on this defensive thing. You ask who I like. Mm-hmm. Kainakua has four interceptions, and Cincinnati slings the ball a ton. Both of those quarterbacks combined have thrown a ton of interceptions. So if Bronson and that front line and the linebackers can somehow get some pressure. On the quarterbacks who get the ball so quickly, make them make a bad read. I think Kai, Nakua Kai. gets his fifth interception of oh, the season Kai. against Cincinnati, and he makes an impact. That turnover play shifts momentum. I like Kai Nakua to make an impact. You forgot about my boy uh, Michael Shelton, too. Oh, you met Michael Sh- Shelton back as well. Short people need love, too, Spencer. Which defensive player will have the greatest impact on Friday's game? At SA underscore BYU fans says... Uh, I'm not sure what he's trying to say there. That's spelled wrong. So he says, (laughs) let's go to laser sheep. (laughs) That (laughs) makes no sense right there. (laughs) With Cincy being a passing offense, I am looking for Nakua to have two picks added to his total. Hopefully not a cornerback. Jeff Judkins back in studio b next, jamming with Juddy. The former NBA hoopster and head coach tips off BYU Women's Basketball Media Day. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN.
2: 13th ranked BYU Women's Volleyball back to work. Hosting Gonzaga tomorrow night live on Brigham TV at 9 p.m. Eastern. Spencer Linton
0: and Amy Gant on the call. Cannot wait. Busy weekend ahead for volleyball, football, football and soccer. Twitter question today, which defensive player for BYU will have the greatest impact on Friday night's football game? At the Josh Landon says, as long as Longy is back healthy, his stealthy pass rush will have the biggest impact. He has 4 sacks. He's missed a couple of games. Yeah. Four sacks to lead BYU.
2: I think Abacus is really going to be uh, the, the MVP of yeah. the defense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> going back to that tweet that I was trying to read at the end of the first segment, <laughs> it said Abacus, and I'm like, Abacus, who in the Abacus. heck is that? Abacus, that's the third. That's I think, the twelfth guy, man. I think he was trying to say Nakua. The twelfth guy. Hashtag spell check. Yeah. Joining us now in studio B. Jamming with Juddy, tips off once again, the head basketball coach of BYU Women's Basketball, former NBA hoopster, college star, Jeff Judkins. Welcome back, Coach. Thanks, Vince. Nice to be back. You brought some hardware with you, and we're going to go there first. West Coast Conference Championship rings. Show, show us the goods, man. Show the world how awesome that thing is. It's got a white backdrop with a blue stretch Y. Really cool stuff. How, yeah, come, you, real nice. how come you're not wearing yours? Um, probably because I got a wedding ring.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, you know, I I have all my rings and I've, I'm, uh, I've kind of got them in an order and I'm going to get a little like trophy case that I put them all in. Um, you know, my, my kids like to come home and look at them and, you know, it means it brings a lot of great memories. When you see a ring and you remember the year, you think about, about all the good times that you had together and, um, it's
2: kind of, kind of special. You guys didn't want to put any diamonds in those? In the, in the uh, I, know there's a, I don't know if there's any
1: in there, but I know there's a few in some of them. <laughs> you know, when, I, when we got to the Final Four at Utah, they did. You know, when we got to the final game, it was a pretty nice ring. And so I think the farther you get, the farther you advance. I mean, it's not a Super Bowl ring, but
0: it's a really nice ring. I mean, these rings are first class. I mean, they really are. Yeah, it's gorgeous. You got some new jewelry, obviously. But how are you feeling overall after the offseason as you approach another – basketball season well there's a lot of new faces and
1: um, practice is trying to get them to figure out what's going on it's 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 hard for a coach people don't realize you got these players that have been with you for three or four years that understand everything and then you got other kids that don't and you have to kind of if you go too slow they get bored if you go too fast the other new kids are are way behind and they just feel over over overwhelmed with everything that's going on so you have to kind of balance it out and try to do a good job but um, I'm excited I think we're gonna have a I think we're gonna have a fun team to watch we're very we're quicker than we were last year um Purcell is what everybody thought she was going to be she's a very very good player I really like our freshmen the three freshmen I have um, they're gonna be good and then of course a lot of the new kid the old kids have gotten better I think lexi's Improved and trying to work on her game, and McKenzie has, you know, had a great tournament, and she's bouncing off that. And Kylie's gotten stronger, and so it's it's going to be a real, I think it's going to be a real positive thing. We we have a hard schedule. I don't know who's schedule all that stuff, but we have a hard schedule. <laughs> yeah, what in the world were
0: you thinking?
2: <laughs> I know yeah, what you what had i, I had no, You had no part in that. <laughs>
1: I, know, I had a Not little part. No input. Yeah, I had a little input. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I guess I wanted this year. I wanted to play a really good schedule and get our RPI. You know, if we win some games, it's going to be great. We have two of the, well, three of the real hard games on neutral site, which
0: is I think a real positive thing for us. Jeff Judkins with us in Studio B. It is. Women's Basketball Media Day on BYU Sports Nation. Let's look at that schedule. Games at Oklahoma and Norman, at Colorado State, Georgia neutral, Texas A&M neutral, Utah at home. What kind of challenge are you facing with this schedule?
1: Well, we're playing a top-five team with Texas A&M. And then uh, playing Oklahoma will be probably a top-12 on the road. We'll get them back next year at home, which would be great. Nice. Colorado State, as we as you look there, they're, they're, they they have a great chance of winning their conference, and of course Utah State's got everybody back from last year. Um, we will play the winner because we're going to win the game against Georgia. We'll play the winner out of Penn State and, <laughs> Swag. and, and Northridge. Okay, um, you know uh, Hawaii won, the, won their you know won their league, and we're playing them at, at of course at BYU Hawaii, but it's still a great matchup and then uh you know at Weber we've always struggled with that. So um hopefully we can come out on top with a lot of good games and, and hopefully get some get some good RPI so that if when we get to the end of the year that we have a high enough RPI that we can get in the tournament if we don't win the tournament. Coach you just you
2: just mentioned all of the the, the opponents with uh with some pretty good accomplishments uh the last year which of those opponents do you think would be is or is going to be the toughest for you guys?
1: You're saying preseason? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Texas A&M will Texas give A&M. us. A, they're they're really quick and pressured, and they saw how Louisville beat us up, so they're going to probably be like that. I I think Georgia will be a really good test for us. Um, the advantage is they got a new coach, and hopefully we can we can get them and. You know, but I, I don't think I have a weak game. I, I, you know, a lot of times you, you try to put in two or three games that are easy. You know, we play, we play Utah Valley the same night that the men do, and it's going to be a doubleheader, and it's kind of exciting. And, and Mark Pope comes back in. And, but Utah Valley and Kathy Nixon, that, that's a big game for them. It's like the Super Bowl in them. So we've got to be ready to go.
2: When you when you something I want to I want to I ask, cause I, I think this is really underrated right now with, with the BYU football team and, and going out and scheduling, you know, these big schools like uh, Missouri and UCLA, especially within September. Um, and, and I'm not 100 percent sure how much uh, is, is factored in or the injury. The injury is, is factored in, um, you know, you, you're coming against uh, a lot of teams that have these depths uh, and, you know, you, you just hope when you play one game to come out or yeah. one of these teams to come out, but, but as a fo- just like the football team and, 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 your schedule, you know, you come in, you're, you're playing against these bigger schools. Is that something that is a concern for you guys?
1: Well, it's a concern playing really good teams. But, <laughs> Cause you think, you know, but the bottom line is my, when I recruit players, they want to play the best. Yeah, They want to play, you know, and, uh, you know, you heard the football guys say, we want to play the best schedule we can play. and, and, I I you know, I think that's what we're all aiming for here here at BYU. We wanna play a good enough schedule that we can do well and win and do it, but we wanna play a good enough schedule that we, we can get on the map and people you know, can really recognize us. I think what people don't realize with BYU football is um, you know, Cincinnati's a good football team, okay? Uh Eastern Carolina's a good football team. Yep. Uh, Connecticut is not as bad as they all thought they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Wagner. Okay, but you know that was done. We all know for for reasons with scheduling. Missouri is a good team. I mean, that's that's what we want to do. We want to be able to really do that. And do you take the chance of losing a few games? Yeah, but I think that's what everybody wants.
0: Well, you bring that up, and and you have to qualify success when you play. That tough of a schedule. You want to win every game. You play to win every game. Yeah, That's yeah. the competitive nature in coaches and players. But as you look at that eleven game non conference schedule, eight away from home, and all the opponents we just went through, what where where do you f- find success in that? I know you hate to put a number to that, but how many wins? I would say success? right
1: now that if our team end up winning nine, you know, losing two games, it would be outstanding. If we if we went undefeated. You'd be in the top ten we would we'd be up there yeah, yeah we'd, we'd be up there if we go eight and well, eight and three that's probably probably the probably what i don't want is to be six and five mm-hmm. you know because um the key for a good program is to win twenty games that's a in football it's ten mm-hmm. you know in mm-hmm. basketball it's twenty and so uh you know you, you've got to win at least seven or eight games preseason season to be able to do that
2: is there a a, a, a such a thing as a good six and five, meaning even though you lose those five games, you're very competitive. Maybe yeah. you lose by yeah, one it or two.
1: Yeah, it is. If you ask me right now, I'd rather be six and five with a really good schedule than eleven or no one playing nobody. I, I really would, and there I know is. a lot of people think I'm crazy, but um, that's that's to me playing top teams, and you know we have a hard time getting them. It's not like. They all want to come over here and play. You know, let's go to BYU and play at Provo. (laughs) They don't don't want to do it, and so you have to really kind of. um, That's when you know you got a good good team or you got a good program when people want to play you. Mm -hmm. Dave's going through that right now. I guarantee he he tries to get other teams, and they just can't. It just doesn't work. And I think football this year this this was exciting. I hope they can continue to get that schedule like that because I think people really. I mean September went fast. Yeah. It really did play in there. Halfway through the season. I know. Right. It's it just went really fast and uh and now they can run the table, hopefully, and be able to be in a good situation for a good
0: bowl game. Okay, coach, we're here to talk specifics about your team because it is BYU women's basketball media day. So where is the strength of this team? I know you bring back Lexi Eaton Rydalch, and she's one of the all time greats to ever shoot the basketball for BYU women's hoops. But where, where is the overall strength of your team?
1: Uh, I would say right now the guard line. I mean, I got my three starters coming back from there. Um, Cassie Broadhead, who's been with me now for three years, is playing really well right now. And Christine Fuller or Nilson now. You know, we had three marriages this. Hey, everybody summer. getting married. Well, oh, I had a lot of wedding gifts, but um, <laughs> but um, the, the, she's had. She'll be a junior, and she's got a great experience, and I think that is really solid. Um, I've got you know Orton is now a a a junior and she's is her fourth year. I think she's going to really help us. Of course, I mentioned Purcell. Yeah, Kalani Kalani Purcell. Yeah, she's she's a real deal. She is really out of New Zealand. Yeah, she plays a lot like a lot of people remember, like uh, Ambrosia Anderson, that kind of a player. Um, Amanda Wayman is coming on. I mean. You know, she's, she is coming in and done a really nice job. And these three freshmen are good, the bigs. They're good. They're, and then Alohi is trying to do both again. Um, she's playing real well right now. She's playing with a lot of confidence. And hopefully we can get her going.
2: Coach, how will uh, the four ten minute quarters change your your philosophy? It's
1: it's it's going to be different. It's going to be different. <laughs> you're getting, you're getting excited, you're running around, oh, your I kind of like, <laughs> like it because now you got to play more clock. You know, like do you go two for one at the end of the quarter? Do you uh, on a timeout you get know, to advance the ball? You have to you have to be more prepared for that, both offensively and defensively. Um, I like the fouls. Uh, The thing I hated the most about women's game is too many fouls, too many foul shots. Now it's going to make it where it won't be as bad. It'll be more the game will move better. So um, I'm excited because I played it in the pros. A lot of the other coaches haven't had that opportunity. Mm -hmm. So um,
0: it'll be an adjustment, but I think it'll make our game a lot better. Women's college basketball moving from two 20-minute halves to four 10-minute quarters. And like you said, it should create a new exciting dynamic in that game. As we look at now the concerns of your team, uh, you talk about the strength of the guard line. So does that mean that, that your biggest concern now falls to the post and, and the well, inside Well, I
1: mean, I mean, when you lose Morgan Bailey, who by the well by the way right now is burning it up in Portugal. She got hurt, but she was averaging almost thirty a game, Whoa. And, wow. I mean, playing really well. And then of course you know Jen is now playing overseas. I think she's in Russia, but. Um, yeah, but we have more height this year. You know, last year I didn't have I have more I have more inside presence than I had last year and that was a concern we had. We had Morgan but I didn't have really a lot of experience. This year I've got a lot more height and I can change things around and and uh and I which I really like. So um, we'll see what happens. I mean, you know, somebody's got to step it up. When a player like Morgan's Calvert leaves, somebody else has got to come in and step it up, and maybe more players get maybe a little more opportunity to score, and so we'll,
0: we'll see if that happens. Four 10-minute quarters playing in a newly renovated Marriott Center. Boom shakalaka on Friday, October 23rd. You get a good look at the BYU men's and women's basketball teams. We're talking with Jeff Judkins, the head coach. Let's end with this, and I want to go back to just head coaching philosophy overall, Coach. How do you handle your team when one of your stars is hobbled? Last year, BYU men's basketball dealt with this. Tyler Howell's out for a couple of games. You lost Morgan for a few games. BYU football now wondering if Tanner Mangum, how much he's going to be able to do. What's the philosophy as you approach your team, knowing that one of your stars is hurt?
1: Well, that's where you hope you have depth and you have somebody that can come in and fill in. The the problem is with a lot of teams that person comes in and fills in. So let's say you have a really good six man who can kind of play both positions, and you bring now she starts, kind of like I did with Joe Jean. She starts. Well, now it's it's your depth after that, and that's a key. And I think my guard line right now, I feel pretty good about it. I have two, really three players that can play it inside. I don't know yet. Um, but I think if they if they can work hard and do, it, I think I'll be all right. You know, I mean, you don't want to lose Alexi Eaton or right. Kylie or McKenzie who have experience and and done all those. Those are key players. But you got to coaches realize that injury is a part of the game. You know, and you got to deal with it. And you got to be able to, and that's where opportunities come. Opportunities come, and you got to be ready for it. Coach, great to have you back in Thanks, studio, Pets. man. Jamming nice. with Juddy. You ready nice to go?
0: I'm ready to go, man. That's exciting. Okay. Okay. As I mentioned, Boom lock of Friday, October 23rd, first look, skills competition, three-point shootout, really good stuff with the women's and men's basketball teams. Coach, can't say how good it is to have basketball season right around the corner.
1: October is a great month, isn't it? Basketball, <laughs> baseball, and football.
0: Up next on BYU Sports Station, what's the toughest remaining game on that football schedule? Stay with us. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Send us photos of your game day grub. No, for real.
2: Really. Game day grub. Game day grub for Brazil. It's the latest BYU Sports Nation Twitter contest. Send us a photo of your game day spread for a chance to win a prize pack, including... A Dennis Pitta-signed football. Future BYU Sports Nation host. Send the photos to at BYU Sports Nation using hashtag
0: BYUSN. <laughs> I love Dennis, man. We need to talk to that guy again soon. Yeah, And his skinny jeans. <laughs> I, got you. I got you, bro. I got you, man. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. As reported first, yesterday on BYUSN, quarterbacks coach Jason Beck says Tanner Mangum is practicing and expected to play on Friday against Cincinnati. How mobile will he be? How much will he play? We don't know, but he's expected to play. Let the prayers and the fast begin. BYU men's hoops
2: team ranks 37th. In a CBS Sports ranking of every Division One hoops team, to
0: quote the article, the Cougars should be top forty good from wire to wire. Thirty-seven out of three hundred fifty-one. Not bad. Division old. One basketball teams, by the way. BYU women's soccer at number five in the latest NSCAA Top Twenty-five. The Cougars host Pacific on Saturday night. You can watch that game live on BYU TV starting at nine Eastern.
2: Getting ready for this one, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, CollegeSwimming.com ranks the BYU men's swim team at number twenty and the women's at thirty-seven.
0: Get your drag shorts ready, swim teams. That's real. Yeah. Up next, we play Hashtag This. BYU Sports Nation says Hashtag This. It's been way too long since we have done this. Channeling our inner Twitterdom, we are going to (laughs) give off, off the top of our head, hashtags to the following statements. Hashtag This, number one.
2: Hashtag this, Tanner Mangum, practicing and expected to play. Take it away, Brian. Um, I'm going to say hashtag miracles.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is that it? I'm done? Yeah, I'm done. I'm going to say hashtag he is a baller. Tanner Mangum is... He's going to die on the field before he does not play. The dude, just he's got that Ty Detmer feel about him. You, Ty had played with a separated shoulder. He played with 15 stitches in his chin against Miami. Same mentality. Tanner Mangum has got it. Number two.
2: Hashtag this. A healthy BYU defense. Um, hashtag defense wins championships, baby. I mean, this is all coming back to the defense, all on the defense, like we said earlier. And so, you know what? If they lose, if, if BYU ends up losing this game, it's, I blame the defense. Hashtag, Hashtag I
0: blame you. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Cincinnati's worst news ever. Because BYU getting the guys back that they need to make the plays that they did against UCLA, that they did against Nebraska. Get guys back in the game to make a difference. This is really good news. Hashtag Cincinnati's worst nightmare. Number three.
2: Hashtag this. The toughest game left on BYU's football Ooh. schedule. Hashtag Utah State. Whoa! <laughs> yep. I brought it there. I did it. Yep. Holla at your boy at Twitter. I know I'm going to be getting it a lot. So, yeah. Why? Explain yourself. Yeah, I think Mizzou is boo-boo uh, right now. I think they're going to continue to go downwards. I have, obviously, uh, my my wife is from Missouri, and there's... Some interesting things that I will not disclose on the air right now. Uh, that's going on with that team, which I don't see any any upside at all. So, uh, with that being said, uh, I think Utah State and having a rivalry game, especially what has happened these last few years, um, anything can happen in a rivalry game, man. Through all all of the records, the numbers, the stats, it's you're, it's pretty much o and o both of these teams you know, literally trying to knock each other's heads off.
0: Hashtag I agree with Brian. Utah State, the toughest game left on BYU's schedule. Kent Meyer, their backup quarterback, of course it would be a backup quarterback at Utah State, has that offense rolling. They just won at Fresno State, and I know Fresno's awful, by 42 on the road. Okay? They beat Fresno by 42 on the road. Boise State is only... A seven- or eight-point favorite in Logan this Saturday. Mm. People see what Utah State's starting to do. Their defense is good. Now they've got a quarterback who is healthy and ready to go. Last game of the year, it's cold, November 28th.
2: Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of different factors, man. I mean, health is already an issue for this, for this BYU team. I mean, you've got to kind of think and hope and wonder uh, what it could be like towards the end, either all
0: health or maybe the other way around. Which defensive player will have the greatest impact on Friday night's game against Cincinnati at Sports Bros? Chiming in on Twitter saying, anyone on the defensive line? Agreeing with you, Brian. I agree with with that. pressure on the quarterback if there's going to be success? Could this be Bronson's breakout game? If I'm I'm a DB and I get torched, I'm saying it's because of D-line. Up next, BYU senior star, one of the greatest ever play women's hoops at BYU, Lexi Eaton-Rydolch, helps us continue our media day coverage. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan live from Studio B. Remember, if you ever miss an episode of BYUSN live for the first show, catch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. Yes,
2: I do. I, I appreciate you guys doing that. So I can. I love seeing you guys and the show as a fan. I'm speaking as a fan. Oh, are you really. an evening viewer? I'm speaking as a fan. Yeah, I am. I, I definitely am. Nice. A lot, of, a lot going on. Uh, during the day, so grateful to, to see my bros there. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, you can thank me later for that. Bob, so you can, I'll send you an invoice for that hashtag one. Hashtag Bob. Coming up right after BYU Sports Nation today, this show, uh, catch the rebroadcast of this week's Inside BYU Football. Watch as BYU prepares for and takes on ECU. Go inside the meetings, the locker room. The huddles, all that good stuff uh, inside BYU football rebroadcast starts at 1 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV.
0: Joining BYU Sports Nation now, one of the greats to ever put on a women's basketball uniform at BYU, Lexi Eaton-Rydalch, which is new. You're wearing a couple of new rings, Lexi. I
3: am. Yep, a couple. Both championship ring from uh, last tournament. Put it
2: it out. Put it out here. Let's see both of those. Yeah. Okay. So you have it. Oh, because you have the the wedding. Wedding ring the wedding
0: and ring then. and then you have nice i like i <laughs> some like that good com-
2: adage, I right? like that combination <laughs> Thanks, like yeah it. some
0: bling bling Juddy was trying to tell us that he couldn't wear he he, he couldn't wear the championship ring cuz he wore his wedding ring you're showing oh. us that you can wear both
3: yeah you got to fit it for the other finger come on Judd. he, he should know better with <laughs> right? championship which, rings
0: which ring was harder to get Lexi?
3: harder to get um definitely the championship ring <laughs> <laughs>
2: You knew you had him once. Yeah, you know, I had him like, reeled in. I got this guy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, this cake. Go ahead and so focus good. on my season now. Yeah, that's right. And then, you know, I already got you taken care of. <laughs>
0: okay, Check I've been calling this. you for the last three or so years by by eating, but then you go and get married. And so we're facing the always fun hyphenated yeah. situation. So what what are you? Is it going to be option A, Lexi Eaton, option B, Lexi Eaton, Rydalch, or option C, Lexi Rydalch?
3: I'm going all in. I'm going Rydalch.
0: Rydalch straight up. S- straight up Rydalch. Rydalch. Get rid of the Give me a five. Yeah. Give me a high. I appreciate that This right is there. important for me to know. I it mean, is. I'm going to call a bunch of your games. So. I mean, to, it's, this it, is more important for your husband, though.
3: Right. That's right. Yeah. If it makes you feel better, I still forget to introduce myself as Lexi Rydalch. I'm so it rolls off the tongue, Lexi Eaton, and, yeah. Yeah. so I still have to catch myself. Okay. It's kind yeah. of funny. Yeah. yeah.
2: Did, did you guys you guys do anything, uh, like your bridesmaids, you guys do anything special or funny, like take pictures with uh, like basketball shoes on or anything like that?
3: No, we didn't. I mean, we didn't have a dance like Brandon Davies did or anything <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah. We probably should have, but... You can't really compete with Brandon Davies' dance moves, right?
2: That's <laughs> yeah, kind of hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think because he's like seven foot ten, it makes you know. And you're dancing, you have those moves. Like, how do you move
3: like yeah, that? Yeah, you can't yeah. help but stare. And yeah, like yeah. how does that happen?
2: It's a whole other yeah. level. Yeah. yeah.
0: The artist formerly known as Lexi Eaton, now Lexi Rydalch in Studio B, BYU Women's Basketball Media Day on BYU Sports Nation. What do you expect out of your? And I know you can hardly believe it. Your senior year.
3: It's crazy. I can't believe it's already here. Um, But of course, I expect big things. Um, Another ring for a championship, but we want to get the uh, regular season championship. It's been way too long. Gonzaga has gotten comfortable in that position and we want to make them uncomfortable. And then, of course, going deep in the NCAA tournament. And I'm really excited about this team. I think we have what it
2: takes. We talked to coach JJ about this this schedule. Um talked about some of the the, the opponents that's coming up. Um what game on the schedule are you most uh interested in playing?
3: Oh, I'm excited uh for the for the top teams, of course, but I mean, you have the big names, Texas A&M and uh and Oklahoma, and so I'm I'm pumped for those. I mean, that's when you can really test out your level and see how good you really are and how tough you really are. And that's what I live for.
2: That, that, that's a great point. I mean, when I when I played against some of the smaller schools and I, and I dominated, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was it was it was cool. But then playing against the Florida States uh, and then getting my butt whooped, I was like, yeah, I'm not, <laughs> not good at all. And so with that being said, um, is is pursuing a career after uh, BYU? Is, is that something that's on your mind at all it
3: is yeah I mean I've set that as a goal and um, I want to play in the league WNBA and um, if I can overseas if it works with my husband's school and everything like that we're gonna try and make it work and he's nice. 100% supportive and wants to make it happen too so we'll see if it's an option for me
0: wow okay. it really wasn't hard for you to get that ring huh <laughs> <laughs> That's right. whatever you want babe you want me to it soon? I'll get ticket trash okay He's great. Juddy pointed out that the guard line he really has no major concerns with. You bring back a ton of experience between you and Mackenzie and Kylie Maeda. Mm-hmm. And then Cassie Broadhead as well brings some nice experience off the bench as a guard. What kind of post game will BYU have this year?
3: Completely different. I mean, we're used to Jen Hampson and Morgan Bailey with uh, just a huge Post presence in there, tall, big, strong, but um, we have a lot of versatility this year. Our post players are just quick and fast and good passers. They can slash to the basket, and so it's going to be a different style of play, something that Cougar fans aren't really used to. Uh,
2: So, Lexi, let's talk about uh, the Mary Center. Mm -hmm. I'm all big on on venues and get. Really excited to to play in 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 stadiums that hold x amount of play, fans and mm-hmm. noise. I mean, the the fact that you guys have to, to come in this year and have the renovated uh, Marriott Center. How different is that going to be? How excited are you for
3: that? Ooh, it is nice. I'm so excited just to play in that atmosphere where you have these huge TV screens over you yeah. and and I mean. Uh, it's just awesome. Hopefully we can get some more fans out this year to, to fill the stands a little bit more, but it's just a privilege and an honor to play in such a big stadium and
2: it's gonna be nice to finally see yourself in HD, right?
3: That's right. <laughs> Check the replays out, <laughs> <laughs> you can see it a little better.
0: <laughs> I've got a loose hair on my jersey. Yeah. That's right. Hopefully
3: fix up. Pull some, that lint. some lint. Some <laughs>
0: lint. How much of an adjustment is it for your eyeline? Because you've been shooting against that. Whatever color yellow backdrop you want to call that that the old seats were, but now it now it's all blue. Has, was that weird getting used to that?
3: No, for me, what's weird is that there's like a breeze in the Marriott Center. There's like <laughs> a cold air. Like we have to get used to it every day. It's like it takes us 20 minutes to break a sweat. <laughs> so <gotta>
2: warm up. <laughs> but
3: it's it's kind of ridiculous. But the colors, no, that doesn't that doesn't bother me. I've I've I'm used to the Marriott Center and the the big backdrop and and shooting. With that so
2: so something that you guys aren't used to is uh, having the four ten minute quarters right this year right how do you think that's going to change your game?
3: I think it's going to be nice because of the more specifically because of the foul rule um, where there there's four, five fouls in each quarter and then you start shooting, mm-hmm. and I think that'll really personally for me, I like to draw a lot of fouls and shoot some free throws right. and so That'll get a little bit quicker me quicker to the free throw line. And and so I think that'll be an advantage for us.
0: Which of your teammates this off season that maybe have been off the radar should we be talking about? Who has impressed you in off season conditionings and training?
3: Um, I mean Kalani Purcell. She is she's big time. She um she kind of does it all. And she was one of those post players that I was referring to where she's quick. She can slash the basket. She she can make these crazy passes that that nobody expects. But once you play with her, you have to expect them because they're coming. And um, But I think also you can expect good things from McKaylee Orton. She's put in a lot of time and work and really developed her game. And as long as she stays confident, she's going to produce some great things.
0: How do you approach a game knowing that Maybe and, and we're we've been talking about this kind of like everyone has injuries. Part of the game is injuries. You mm-hmm. went through an ACL. You've you've yep. been through some serious drama in that category. But mm-hmm. how do you how do you approach it when when you're not a hundred percent? Because you've played you've played hurt before. Right. What what's that mentality like?
3: Um. Honestly, it's easy to worry about that because. You, as an athlete you're i feel like you're never really 100% you you always have bangs and bruises and That's true. and stuff like that so it's it's totally mental you just do what you can to take care of it and then and then once you go out there you you have to let it go and just do the best that you can and so it's tough it's it's a mental game
2: or you get married and uh you make sure your husband can take care yeah, of you. Yeah. I
0: need the eyes, I need to massage this, yeah. twenty minutes here. Take Are you the one kicking up your feet and watching Sports <laughs> Center at home?
2: <laughs> you know what? Give we... me a sandwich. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> I'm we... in the season. You know the rules when I'm in season, babe. <laughs> I cannot walk I can't take more than twenty steps.
3: That's right. No, we're very supportive of each other and we really um buy into the, the family proclamation actually and so we we try to do our best to fit those roles as as well as we can that's ideal but i mean obviously there's some exceptions when you're in season and you got to help each other out there's a balance if
2: you if you're, I mean, if you're more talented if you're more athletic than your husband it's, it's, <laughs> it is what it is you know i'm just you know just that th- we've
0: th- been ha- <laughs> what's his name Trevor Trevor, Trevor. I'm, so, I'm sorry Trevor I know Trevor, Trevor. we're just playing. we love we you man lo- we are just we're just all for the <laughs> radio it's and TV kind man. of Well done. Well done locking down Lexi Eaton. (laughs) Lexi Rydalch from here on out. Uh, She will be going for a third ring in just a few weeks, starting up here against Utah Valley. First game of the season on November 13th. Boom shakalaka, Lexi Eaton and her team. You can watch them on BYU TV at 9 p.m. Eastern. Lex, great to have you.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me. It's always fun.
0: Which defensive player for BYU football will have the greatest impact on Friday's game? Some more of your tweets next, plus the Cougar whip around and our Elite Tweet of the Day. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV. I'm going to change my wi factor to a (laughs) Bacchus. A (laughs) Bacchus? Yeah, a Bacchus. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. I say we whip. It's time for the Cougar whip
2: Around Football. As reported first on BYU Sports Nation yesterday by BYU quarterback coach Jason Beck. Tanner Mangum is, is participating in practice and is expected to play on Friday versus Cincinnati. Men's basketball.
0: BYU men's hoops ranks 37th in a CBS sports ranking of every Division I hoops team in the country. There are 351. To quote the article, the Cougars should be top 40 good from wire to wire. Soccer. BYU women's soccer stays at
2: number five in the latest NSCAA poll. Cougars host specific on Saturday Night Live on BYU TV at 9 p.m. Eastern.
0: Jimmer. Yes, Jimmer Fredette and the San Antonio Spurs continue preseason play tonight against the Atlanta Hawks. Jimmer was a DNP, meaning did not play, in the last game, coach's decision. Tonight's game will be televised on NBA TV at 8 p.m. Eastern. Swimming and diving. CollegeSwimming.com ranks the BYU men's swim team at number 20 and the women's at 37. Golf. The BYU men's golf team finished 11th at the Alistair McKenzie Invitational. Tommy Hyam, the top individual finish for the Cougars at 11th overall. Tennis. Women's tennis team continues competition today
2: at the ITA Regionals in Las Vegas. Future guests include BYU
0: quarterback John Beck. Making his weekly stop, Blaine Fowler, another quarterback back in the show. Cozy Burnett of BYU Women's Volleyball and an ESPN College Football Analyst on Friday. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. I'm giving it to BYU Women's Soccer. They have not allowed a lot of goal okay. at home this year, Brian. That's, that's interesting. Fifth in the country.
2: I would give it to uh, to Lexi's uh, husband. Trevor Reynolds. Trevor. Trevor.
0: Putting up with that. Trev, you'd a real MVP. Our elite tweet of the day from that laser sheet. Coach Judkins sounds just like my dentist, who I've seen since I was six. I don't know how to feel when I hear him. <laughs> so good. Thanks to Jeff Judkins and Lexi Rydals, everyone on our crew. The show on demand, BYUSN.com. Download the podcast. For Brian, M. Spencer. Shout out to all y'all.